Hi, hello everybody. Hello, how are you? You're listening to Haraita Nolad. And this broadcast is live, and Baruch Hashem, this is the first um, radio show of Haraita Nolad for Tafshin Ein Vav, the new year. And uh, unfortunately, we have to open this radio show with uh, with the mention of the bad events here in Israel. Um, a lot of um, issues here, and uh, we want to dedicate this radio show um, for uh, all the, those people who wounded uh, or the half deal those people who passed away, who murdered by um, terrorists. And uh, we hope that Bezat Hashem, this radio show and the benefits of this radio show will be for Yuhuni Shama and the Havdil for Fuash for all those wounded. Um, and we all pray to Hashem that the last uh, incident in Kiryat Gat here in Israel will be the last one and Bezat Hashem from now on, only Bezat to vote for all of Am Israel. Well, the listeners, um, we already passed the Chagim, the holidays, uh, the holidays already behind us, and we had a great days, a great days with a lot of Kedushah, with a lot of Kirvat Hashem. Um, it started in Aleph Be'elul, we started the Selichot, and then... Rosh Hashanah came, and then Yom Kippurim came, and Sukkot came, Zman Simchat Enwa, and then Shemini Atzeret, the end of the top of this holy mountain of the holidays was Simchat Torah that we just ended. Now, I know for part of us, it was not so easy when the kids around, and we have many, many holidays, especially in New York, that we have Yom Tov Shemishel Galuyot, and we have to sit around the table, and we have to be with the family, and we have to be with the kids, and the kids sometimes feel they are not so um, satisfied from their parents. And I know that many, many parents actually ask themselves the question of why my child is not so happy. Why are children not um, satisfied with what they have? They all they already want. They all they also want for uh, for more. Always want for more, and whatever I give them is not enough for him. And why is that so? In another way, in another words, how we can raise happy children. And it's not a secret that one of the properties of this generation, one of the missionaries of this generation is that we don't satisfy from what we have. If we just look into, if we just look after the past generation, the previous generation, we can see our parents, we can see our grandmom and grandfather, and we can see that their life was most difficult of us, of course. I mean, they have no uh, washing machine. They have not um, um, 
You know, they, they couldn't buy um, junk food outside. They, they couldn't buy anything, and they had nothing. And, and the life, the survival was so, so, so difficult for them. And in spite of the fact, there was more satisfied of us. And we asked, why? Why our grandfather, our grandmother was so satisfied in their life? And we have so many shefa, we have so many material things. Even the most poor people of us has much more than um, our grandfather and grandmother. So why they're not so, so satisfied with their life? And we can see that especially in our kids. Whatever I give them, whatever I grant them, I buy them, I, I give everything I, I can. But they're not satisfied, they're not grateful for me, and they're always complaining for more and why I didn't do so and why I didn't do so for me. So today, our topic will be how we can raise a happy children, how we can raise satisfied children, and how we can do it. Well, first of all, we have to remember that Chazal teach us that there are a very basic difference between Bedin Shermala to Bedin Shermata. The court of the heaven has a great change, very different from the court here down there. And what is the difference between them? In Baden Shalmala, in Baden Shalmata here, on this planet, if you're complaining, if you play the game of I'm poor, I'm so poor, please have mercy, people start to mercy on you. People start to give you things. And as much as you can play more poor, the more you're poor, that's the way you get more and more and more from the society. I mean, if you have no money and you hit on the behind the bed knesset and the shul and you say, please, people, help me. I need money. Okay, so give you $1, $2, maybe $5. But if you start crying, and your voice starts to breaking. And you cry and you say, oh, I got nothing to feed my kids. I got nothing to... I have nowhere to leave. Then people have more mercy on you. And they give you more. More and more. So as much as you will be more poor, then you get more from people. But in Baby Shermala, things goes in the total opposite. I mean, if you say, oh, Hashem, what you gave me, you gave me nothing, I'm so poor, I have no nothing, and you're always complaining, and you're always crying, and you always feel deprived, then Hashem says, you know what? I think you don't know to appreciate what I give you. So maybe I'll take it from you, and then you will start to appreciate what I granted to you. But if you say, thank you, Hashem, I'm so satisfied. 
thank you for every single single thing. I know it's not obvious. I know you gave me the things despite the fact that I'm not entitled for them. I appreciate every breath you gave me. Every morning when I open my eyes, I say the Berakha of Pokeach Ivrim. When I'm standing up, I say the Berakha of Matir Asurim, Zokev Kefufim. I give a thank to Hashem for all those things that it seems just, obviously, I, I, I just have them. It's just regular. It's not something special. But it's not true. The Chazal Tiknu in the Tefillah to say so many thanks to Hashem in the morning when you open a new day. It's not so simple. Look around you. How many people woke up in the morning and they didn't sleep again? In Hebrew there is a People used to say, "Hayom kan umachar bakever." Today you're standing here, and maybe tomorrow you're under the ground. It's not so easy. It's not so simple. When you wake up in the morning and you can move your body, you can open your eyes, you can breathe clearly. It's not so simple. And if you are not convinced enough. You just have to make a short visit in a hospital. Look and see how many people don't have what you are entitled. So Hashem gave you many, many things. If you say, thank you. If you say, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm grateful for you, Hashem. Thank you for everything. Then you start to appreciate. Then Hashem says, that's what you appreciate me for? That's it. <laughs> That's the thing you think it's good for you. Let me show you what is really good. And then he gives you more and more and more. In other words, the more you appreciate things, the more you're grateful to Hashem, then Hashem gives you more and more and more. But if you always play the game of I'm poor, I'm not satisfied. Why you didn't give me this and why you didn't give me this? Why my friend has this and I lost it? Why my friend has a big house and I have a small one? Why my friend has a lot of money in his bank and I got nothing? You're not appreciating what you have. You're not entitled for more. The same thing. When we want to raise a happy children, sometimes they, our children so getting used to the fact that we give them and give them and grant them and we give everything so the basic of our uh, personality is, in Hebrew we say, egocentry. The ego means I am in the center. And the all things around me just goes around me because I'm here. That's why things goes around me. And the only reason 
this world are working is not because it's just because of me. That's the basic perception that each one of us born with. And Chazal told us the secret of Hayab Adam Lomar, the Cholion, every single day, you must say the following words. Bishvili Nivraha Allah. The entire creation made only for me. It's not egocentric. It's not the ego. Oh, what do you think yourself? You are the most important personality in the world. Everything is just for you. Maybe it's a pride. The answer is not. We have to know. Each one of us has to know that Hashem created the entire creation only for Him. That's the reason why Hashem created Adam Arishon as a one lonely personality. Why? Why He didn't create a billion of people in one turkey? You know why? Because Hashem wanted to tell us that I mean, each one of us worth the, all the entire efforts that Hashem put to create this amazing creation. So, but when you take that to the wrong place, you start to develop wrong perception. When parents always give things to their kids, just like an obvious thing that they must do that. Maybe they owe their kids some things. Then your child starts to develop wrong perception that you, parents, just owe me things. And if you don't buy to me, the instinct of the response of them start with, oh, you don't like me. Oh, why didn't you do it to me? I'm, I'm just deprived. Why didn't you buy it to me? You don't love me. I don't want to live in this house. Excuse me? If you would grow up in another place, in another home, and your husband wouldn't have any parents, and someone should take you from the street to his home, and he was hosted you and give you food and drink and clothes. Do you have in your mind to say, why didn't buy me a cell phone? Why didn't buy to me the iPhone plus six? I want it. Oh, you don't like me. You couldn't imagine that, right? Because you know, I'm grateful for this for this person who took me to his home, who fed me, who drank me, who dressed me. I'm grateful for every single thing he did to me. And what about your parents? They don't entitled for the same attention at least. Do you think they worsened that than that one? Why you don't appreciate? You know why? Because you feel they owe you 
they pay you. Sometimes you can hear a teenager tell to his parents, if you want me to go to the yeshiva, I want you to buy me this, this, and so, and so, and so. If you wouldn't buy it to me, I'm not going to the yeshiva. And what do you think the parents wouldn't buy that? They will buy it. They will buy more than that. You know why? Because they start to pay their kid that he will go to the issue. This is not the correct perception. This is not the right way, and we must change it. How we can change it? First of all, don't give to your children things just when they ask. There is very, very old sentence. In Hebrew it says, Me'olam lo amar ken mi shelo amar lo. It means, if you don't know to say the word no, so your yes, it's worthless. It's nothing. I mean, when my kid asks, Daddy, can you buy me an um, MP3, for example? And then I say yes. He wouldn't appreciate that. If you always hear from me, yes, 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 for everything, and never mind the reason, it's because I have mercy on him, or maybe I just afraid to say no. That's another reason. If he always he always hears yes, then he starts to develop a perception that people owe me. People must pay me, and this is one of the sources, one of the roots of the chutzpah, also. In another words, it's attitude of people owe me. People have to pay me because I have my ego. I am the center of the world. That's the natural feelings that each one of us born with. But sometimes I say, no. I can't buy it to you. Why, Eddie? Don't say because I have no money for that. No, it's not the answer. I think it's not a time to buy it to you. I don't think it's good for you right now. Maybe I would like to buy it for you for a present for your birthday or something like this. Or maybe you won't give him any explanation. Just to demonstrate in front of your child that you don't owe him nothing. If there is someone who owes something, it's your child. You raised him. You born him. You gave him everything till today. He must be grateful for you, but not the opposite. And we have to remember that. Sometimes you feel that you cannot say no because you feel the pressure in the air. I mean, you have 13 years old, boy, 
And he said, Daddy, I want you to buy me an MP3 or, I don't know, something like this. And then you feel the pressure in the air. You feel, if I say no, oh, whoa, whoa, the third world war is going to happen right now in front of my eyes. Don't be afraid. If you feel that you cannot say no, you have to know that your yes, it's worthless. It's nothing. He wouldn't appreciate it. Because if I want to appreciate something, it must be clear to me that there are two options. And it's 50-50 or maybe 70 to the negative answer and 30% for positive answer. Then when I hear the yes, okay, I'm going to buy it to you, I'm starting to appreciate because I know it's not so simple. It's not obviously. Because daddy could say no. And mommy can say no. And my mother chose to say okay, yes. Then I start to appreciate that. So first advice. First advice that you can start to implement Right from now, when your child asks daddy or mommy, can I have this? Look at him and play the game of, I need to think about it. And when, I, when you see, when you say, I have to think about it, you can think for one or for a few seconds. Just make a face of thinking and then say, hmm. You know what? Okay, you can have it. You will see the first response of your child. Thank you very much. Thank you, I appreciate it. Thank you, you're good for me. But if you say yes, 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 they start to develop a wrong perception of people owe me. And when they grow up and they are going out there and suddenly they see people that don't, don't owe them. And they got used to the fact that when, when they ask for something, they automatically have that. And suddenly there's so many barriers out there. They don't have the tools to, to handle with that. They don't know how to handle with that. They have no chance to survive this complicated world, this complicated life. And we, the parents, have the, 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 the responsibility to develop a correct and right perception to our children. So stop with the yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay, you can have it, you can have it, you can have it. No. And if you feel that it's difficult to you, it means that you are in a position of paying, paying rewards to your children for their behavior, for their studies, for everything. And if you feel that it's difficult to you, you must take two weeks or maybe three weeks and say no for everything until you feel you're free. You're free to say no without any, any pressure, without any fear to say no. When you're strong enough to say no, then 
your yes get its value. People start to appreciate you. And this concept actually works around the world. Not only by the Chinuch Yelavim, not only by that. When you have a work relationship, and you have a boss, and the boss asks you for to add more hours after the day work, or to join to some project, and inside your heart you don't, you don't want to do it. You want to finish your work because you, you have to rest in your home. And he asks you to add a couple hours. But you cannot say no. You have not been encouraged to refuse. And you say, okay, 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 okay. Do you really think that your boss really appreciates you? Not at all. He's not appreciating you. You know why? Because you recognize you say yes because you don't have the abilities to say no. And sometimes it's amazing. Two guys, the same work. One of them gives maybe one or two hours more amount. And he sent give many, many more hours at work. And the boss appreciates the first one. And he's not appreciate the other one. You know why? Because the first one has his principles. He say, no, no, I can't, maybe, I'll check that. I don't know. Okay, you know what? I'm going to dedicate two hours for you just because I appreciate you, my dear boss. And the boss appreciate that. And the other one Say always, okay, okay, I'll stay. Okay, I'll add more hours. Okay, whatever you ask. And he's not appreciating. Because if you don't know how to say no, you don't know how to say yes. Just copy this principle. Just copy this behavior method to your life in your family. When the kids start to ask for something, don't say immediately, okay, you can take it. You can have it. Okay, yes, no, 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 no. It's not so simple, okay? Think about it. Think for a second. Think for a minute. Think even for two days. I don't know. But you must feel free from a pressure, and you must be feeling free to say no then when you say yes, your child recognizes. He notices, my father choose to give it to me. My mother choose to have it to me. Then I start to appreciate that. And we have to remember that. The listeners, our phone number for your text messages, 347-927-8398. That's 347-927-8398 for texting. If you want to call in, our phone number is 718-683-5858. Our email box, abrahameducation at gmail.com. Now we're going to a small musical break. And right after that, to the continue of this topic, stay with us.
Vayehi, vayehi, kishurun melech, beitasef rasheam. Vayehi, vayehi, kishurun melech, beitasef rasheam. Kulanu yachad, yachad shiftei Yisrael, achdut beyam Yisrael, ba'akudachad, yachad shiftei Yisrael, achshav achdut beyam Yisrael.
Yeah, we're here back with you, the listeners. You're listening to Hilariton Alan live. And uh, now, before we approach to your questions, I would like to illuminate one more angle of the things. Um, we spoke about how to raise a happy children, how to raise satisfied children. And it, it, it's wider than that I told you by now. I mean, it, it's built to build a new perception in our home. It's not a specific thing. It has to be the atmosphere of our home. Atmosphere of things don't go so easy. I mean, you have to work a little bit, at least, You have to work a little bit for to achieve some things. I mean, sometimes um, parents grant to their child so, so much because they are loving him. They want the best for him. They want to buy him the best uh, 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 study bag for him. They want to give him the best uh, study books. They want to give him the best bicycle. They want to give him the best clothes because they love him. But sometimes we don't realize it. Maybe we make up his physical needs, but what about his spirituality needs? I mean, for his development, he has to learn that things don't going so easy. When you spoil your child, when you, when you actually teach him that things come so easy, you know what people say, easy come, easy going, right? That's the way we have to think about the world. That's the way we have to teach our children to percept the world. Things is not so easy. So in the infancy and in the earlier childhood, We do not have to um, demand them to do something to achieve. But we have to demonstrate to, to our children that it, it's, not, it's not obviously that you get things. I have to think about it. As I said, I have to think about it. When I was a young teacher, I had a class. And, you know, our, my, my students learned so good for a few months that I wanted to give him a break. I wanted to give them a time out, a free class. And I gave them a free, free class. And each one of them, before he, got, before he went out of the class, such, just shake my hand and say, thank you, Rabbi, thank you, Rabbi, thank you, Rabbi. One of my friends, He also a teacher in the same school, saw it. And when the last of my students went out, my friends came my friend came in and he asked me, How do you do it? And then I asked, Do what? Then he said, How you make them to appreciate your free class? I know you, he said to me. I know you that you don't give so so many three classes in a year. I give much more than you. But my students are not appreciate 
even a half of the appreciation they give you. Tell me the secret. Then I told him, please, my friend, tell me. When you give them a swimming class, how you do it? <laughs> he says, I don't understand the question. Of course, I get, I get into the class, and then I say, hey, guys, now you have a free class. You can go out, and maybe say, yes. And they went out, and then I found myself alone in the classroom, and I think to myself, nobody says thank you. What's going on here? And then when they come back, I say, I'm really, really angry, uh, uh, angry of you. Why no one of one no no one of you appreciate that I give you free class, but the next time I give them, they're not appreciated also. So what can I do? Then I told him. Now you're pointing out the point of the wrong attitude. I'll teach you how to do that. When I give my my students a free class. I'm getting into the class, and then I start a regular lesson. I say, open your books, open your notebooks, take a pencil, start to write, start to copy from the blackboard. We start studying just as usual. Then after a while, I hold my book, and then I say, what are you saying? My students, today is a sunny day. Do you like to play football on the ground, in the play yard? And I say, yes, yes, Rabbi, we want. Then I, I play the game of hasty pencils, and, and I say, but, but we have a material to, to make. I don't know if we can afford it to ourselves to do that. Then I say, yes, Rabbi, no, no, okay, please. Can I pretend myself that I want to think about it, and I say, mm -hmm. you know what? Okay. You can go out. And each one of them, thank you, Rabbi, thank you, Rabbi, thank you, Rabbi. Now you notice what I did here? In my attitude, in my behavior, I just remind them that I have the option to say no I remind them that I can say no, and I choose to say yes, without any pressure. And I have one more advantage. You know what is it? The advantage is that I initiated the free class, and not according to their demand. I initiated it then they much more appreciate me for that. I suggested, I made the decision, and I grant them free class. That, that's the secret of the life. That's the secret how to inspire our children to be more grateful for the simple things that we gave them. That's why Hazal made a takana for so many, many, many berachot in the morning, berachot ashacha, for the real simple, for, for the invisible things in our lives. 
תוקח עברים? Who would think to say thank you for opening my eyes in the morning? We so used to them. We, we, we did it for 30 years, for 40 years. Why should I say thanks for that? No, Chazal stop us and say, stop, stop, stop. It's not so simple. You open your eyes in the morning. We get out of the bed. We hurry up to our work. We wait. We wait for school. We wait for work. And Chazal stop us and say, wait a minute. You got out of your bed and you didn't say thank you for that? Baruch Atah Hashem, Matir Asurim, when you're slipping, just like a prisoner. You cannot move, you cannot, you cannot get off your bed. Suddenly you can. It's not so simple. You have to say thank. Matir Asurim, Pokeach Evrim, Zakeach Ketufim, when you can stand it up. It's not so simple. Start to appreciate what you've been given. Start to appreciate it. And this attitude has to be the atmosphere of our home. If you want to raise a happy children, if you want to raise satisfied children, it starts here. It starts with the atmosphere we're creating in our home. What kind of atmosphere? Atmosphere of appreciation? No thing is it's just obvious. And, 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 I, and I mean, when you serve them a supper, demand your child to take his plate to the sink, to take his fork to the sink, because nobody is your slave. Nobody works for you. When you get in the supper, it's not obvious. You're not deserved. You're not. We're not paying you. Now you can understand how worse it is when mommy say to to her kid, "Please eat it. Eat the supper, please. I'm begging you. If you're gonna eat it, I'm gonna give you candy." You demonstrate him, but he. He actually does. He, he's doing a favor to you when he eats. This is the wrong attitude. You have to serve the meal. And you have to call your child one time, not more than that. And if he's not approached to the table, and he's not eating, don't go after him. Don't using a threat than using reward, than using anything. When you end the supper, collect the plates, collect the food, clean the, the table, and that's it. Finally, when the bedtime is came, and you say, okay, kids, bedtime. Then you say, mommy, I'm hungry. Oh, you're hungry. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. But what can I do? We already closed the kitchen. No, 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 what do you mean cross kitchen? I want to give it to eat. I'm hungry. <laughs> and they are and our kids are experts to play the game of oh I'm so deprived. Oh mommy. I have to eat something. 
You're a bad mommy. You obviously, oh no. And the play, the game of poorness, of I'm so miserable, you know, I have mercy on me. You don't like me, I want to die. In some scary senses, but they know it works with us, it impacts us. And you start to feel guilty. Oh, what am I doing to my child? And then you say, okay, okay, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you. And he will never be satisfied. That's the point people don't get. He will never be, he will never be satisfied in us. Because he feels that you pay him. Someone who doesn't know to say no, he doesn't know to say yes. And his yes is worthless. We have to remember very, very, very strong and clear. Kids are not doing any favor for us, for eating, for dressing, for go to studies, nothing for us. We make favors for them. But not the opposite. Don't get the world upside down. Look at the right perception. Do I have to explain it more? I don't think so. It is simple things. Sometimes, sometimes I ask myself, why should I need all these lectures, all these speeches? Why should I need it? It's so simple. Why people don't get it? There is time for supper. There is time for a meal, a limited time. And you teach your children, 7 p.m. we start dinner. 7.15, it's end. You don't have to come. But if you're hungry after that, that's it. The kitchen is closed. Dining room is closed. That's it. And when you say, oh, I'm hungry. Oh, you hate me. Oh, I want to die. Just pat him on his bed. And tell him, oh, I so identify with you because we just passed the Yom Kippurim. And Yom Kippur, I wasn't at home. I didn't eat and I didn't drink anything. And I still remember the feeling of a hunger. Oh, I know. It's, I know it's so difficult for you. But tomorrow morning, I promise to you a breakfast. Mom, you don't understand. I need to eat now. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, I really understand. Well, what can I do? The rules say 7.15, the table is clean. What can I do? But who set the rule? I set the rules. So you can break it. No, we're not breaking rules in our home. No, no, no. We don't want to break rules in our home. Tomorrow morning... I promise to you, you will be the first one to get breakfast, okay? In a few days, they will learn the concept of the life. They will learn the principle of the life. When they will grow up and they will be out there, it wouldn't be so difficult for them. They wouldn't get into any clashes in their, in their life. They will learn the world. The world. And don't feel guilty for that. Because, you know, anyway, someday 
they will take the responsibility on their lives. They will have to experience failures. So start now when it's easier. Start it in a childhood. When you want to wait. That's the lesson I, I hope that people will take from this radio show. The first radio show of Tafshin Ainvaz. Um, dear listeners, if you have some questions all over the week, you can send me an email. My email box is abrahameducation at gmail.com. Abrahameducation is one word, at gmail.com. Um, also, you can call me every night between 10 p.m. up to 12 midnight Israel time. Um, my American phone number is 917-8094-944. It's 917-8094-944. I really apologize from those people who sent us some texts and we, we didn't have a sufficient time to give them a, um, um, the all answer, but I, I tried um, to include... Um, part of your questions in my lecture. Um, what I want to tell you that Bezrat Hashem, um, just like every year in this winter, Bezrat Hashem Bekarov, soon I will be in New York for two weeks. And uh, if you want to set an appointment with me, or if you want to order a lecture or something like this, just like every year, um, you can call me. Uh, in 917-8094-944. There's Rav Hashem. Um, in the next week, um, I will give you the phone number of Ilana. There's Rav Hashem um, can set an appointment for you. You can also call me for lectures or for appointments. 917-8094-944. Dear listeners, our radio show is getting to its end. And uh, I want to thank to Iran Yaakov for taking care of uh, the uh, technical side of this radio show. I would like to thank uh, Mr. Nissim Lazari, um, the manager of this radio station. Uh, I want to wish you everything. Bezrat Hashem, a best year. Bezrat Hashem, Shana Tova, Umevorechet, with Parnasat Tova, with Beriut Aitana, with everything he needs that Hashem Yemaleh, Mishalot Libchem Velibeno Letova, Vioman Letaratenu Dai, and Bezat Hashem Gilak Yorovabi Mirabi Amenu. Thank you for listening and keep listening to J Radio. Bye bye.